Holy crap, it does work. Of course it works. So we're just going to start on that. I guess that works. We are finding out new things about and technology. Everybody who's going to be lost, we just figured out there's a hotkey to actually start recording. So, Tyler, I know you're going to be listening. Don't even judge it. I don't want to hear it. I figured it would probably be something stupid and simple like that. I figured it would be like enter spacebar or it being recorded R. I thought it was going to be like something stupid F. Like, Why? it's going to be, like, F12 or no, something. No, hotkeys almost always make sense. To, to some degree. Do I look like I use Audacity, like, ever? None of my videos do it. Okay. Anyway, this is Dirkus <laughs> Conradus. And Super Chris, man. We're back for the uh, Do What I Want podcast. Uh, make sure to share it. We're actually getting some traction. It's being shared on uh, Facebook across multiple pages. I did not put any links on the thing. What do you mean? <laughs> on the SoundCloud page? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Actually, I don't know how you do it. Or description, I guess we could. That's probably where you do that. Well, yeah, but I don't normally read the description. And actually, what I need to do is make like a uh, text document with everybody's thing on there so I can just copy and paste it. Right. Which I'll get around to later. Mm-hmm. I just haven't done it. I haven't seen point. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't take much longer to just do it manually every time. Because it's still just copy-paste, copy-paste. Well, if I have it all saved under, like, the text document, just copy-paste it. But yeah. you need to do the initial typing first. Right. Besides that, though, it's been pretty good. Yeah. So you want to tell them about our new segment that since you uh, starred first? Yeah, I guess. Now, do, what is the name for the Red Light Challenge? Red Light Challenge. It yeah. is Red yeah. Light Challenge? Okay. So the new segment that we've got for the YouTube channel, and, and well, the, the media group in general, I do what yeah. I want. And you said this is getting posted, going to be posted on What Did You Expect, right? It's going to be on, uh, as far as we know, it's going to be on What Did You Expect, and then whenever the... Facebook, or whenever the YouTube page is made, it'll be posted on that, but right now that's primarily Facebook, right? and we'll share it across whatever, but right. as um, we get more, it'll go on YouTube, because a lot of people like videos like that. Yeah, because you guys are jackasses. <laughs> anyway. Um, it was a fair challenge. No, it wasn't, okay? This challenge was stacked up against me. Now, I was, I was told there's going to be a challenge, and there's going to be alcohol involved, and that was pretty much it. And that I wasn't going to be told what the challenge was, or what the consequences for failing the challenge were going to be, until we were there. And I even had to put on a mask so I couldn't see where we were going until after we had started recording. And then I turned around and it's like, okay, I've never seen this place. So we went to this place called a Tilted Kilt, which is like a Scottish-Irish-themed Hooters. The, you know, really cute waitresses with really short skirts, and these, the, the... What is it, like a halter top? Is that what it's called? It's kind of like a... I don't know. I, I thought it was more like a Daisy Duke type top. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was but, a shirt that was tied. Yeah, a real short shirt tied up in the middle with lots of cleavage showing. And so I'm taken to this place, and I am told that I have to get at least one legitimate valid number before we leave. And if I fail, I would have to get on a bike wearing the Stay Puft uh, Marshmallow Man onesie and ride around town while singing I Feel Pretty from the original West Side Story with the original lyrics. Now, the reason why I said that the odds were stacked against me is, first of all... Because they looked 
great. I don't deal well with pretty girls. I, I am not smooth at all. So I'm put in this challenge, and these guys have to know by now that I'm not good with pretty girls. So, so we're there, and I did, you know, work out a plan finally. Oh, oh, I forgot. There's another part of the challenge I forgot to mention. I was not allowed to speak unless I took a drink directly before or directly after. Yeah. And for me, as talkative as I am, that's enough of a goddamn challenge. I'm going to see if we can get an extra person in here real quick, but you keep telling them about that. Okay. But yeah, so I, uh, so this, this challenge was stacked against me because I don't deal well with cute girls. I like to talk a lot, and I had to keep drinking, at which point it, it kind of devolved to the point where I started having to mouth words just to communicate because, you know, my beer would run out. And we were waiting for the waitress to come back. Now, also, it being the type of establishment that it is, and as attractive as all these girls are, most likely, they either have a boyfriend or they're married. And as it turns out, while talking to the waitress that we had, most of them have boyfriends or are married. And it, it would have been kind of a, a shoot in the wind for me to ask any of them because of that. And at the same time, it's also a matter of where they work, they have to have guys asking for the numbers all the time. So for me to be doing that, it just kind of shows the whole issue that my my roommates were trying to make me fail. And they even said they all wanted me to fail. And people that they were friends with and talked to at work or online also wanted me to fail because everybody's more interested in the failure video. So... Uh, I did fail, and that video, we have not recorded it yet, um, but we, we will be probably this weekend at some point, and if I'm going to be completely honest, I'm actually okay with this consequence, because, yeah, it's going to be kind of embarrassing, but I'm, I'm better off getting dressed up in a weird costume, singing embarrassing lyrics while riding around town on a bike, than I am talking to you girls, to give you kind of some perspective of how much of a challenge that is for me. So that's uh, that's what we've got going on. The three of them teamed up for it. Uh, Chris was the original mastermind with Mike and Steph helping the planning as accomplices later on. And then uh, we also... What's up? Oh, not safe. Okay, not He's a problem. editing for a lot of the extra stuff like that. Gotcha. But anyway, so with this, we're going to have... Pretty much one person is going to be the mastermind with two accomplices targeting the fourth person. And we, uh, this time I was the target, Chris was the mastermind, and we're going to see what happens whenever we get on to the next one, whenever someone decides to target someone else. Now we did, we did agree though, that we cannot target one person twice before we get through all four people. So it could be me, then Chris, then Mike, then Steph, but... Even then, after that, it could be that, you know, we're, we're on a whole new set. Any of the four of us can be targeted, which it could be me again. It could be Chris again. And then just kind of we'll see what happens. So I, I went on the whole spiel. What else are, are we going to talk about here? Uh, Pretty much. I'm sharing everything back and forth. I never put the uh, podcast on Twitter. Oh, okay, yeah. Which means we would get around 2,000 people seeing it, so more traction. Um, gotcha. Because we need the know. traction. I'm not even sure who's going to end up going next. Like, 
Well, somebody has to be a mastermind and target somebody else. Yeah. Which at this point, it is most likely expected that I will be the next mastermind targeting you because you're the mastermind behind the one that targeted me to start off with. Good luck, because there's a lot of things I don't give a crap on. Yeah, yeah. Although I could see Mike going after Steph next. Any of us could go after Steph next. I'm just glad that uh, you guys can't get me until we at least shoot three more. So if we do this once a week, you know, I've got a whole month ahead of me that I can just relax. And I don't have to target anybody. I can just be the accomplice and just... Well, and we don't always have to go to, like, places like that to do it. Oh, yeah, I know. But it, it's still a matter of... It originally spawned from walking through the barn. I was like, well... Or walking past the barn. I was like, you know what? Drinks sound good. And Mike was like, well, I don't want to go to a bar. Or not that day or whatever. So we ended up just looking up different places to go to and it happened to be one of them <laughs> right Tyler's waiting for the podcast oh already yeah well he said what's up so I told him he's recording for it so he's gonna be waiting for it gotcha so yeah that's uh that's that's happening yeah I don't know what else we're technically doing it's not the usual stuff that we've already talked about um I did try to call another lady for the uh actual licensing deal and I don't well I, I ended up calling and I think they were out of the office okay. because it was like 4.30 and it says that they closed at 5 so I think that they just turned the phones off earlier and was like yeah deuces maybe so whatever I don't I'll get it sorted out maybe maybe Some we went home early because it's Friday or something happened either way yeah, once once that's up, that'll be fantastic. So, um, have you uh, got your lyrics looked up and rehearsed? No, not yet. I need to do that. Yeah, we because they made me drink constantly while we were there. Oh, and it started off with two shots of Soko. Um, so so I walked in warm, feeling pretty good. <laughs> right. I don't think it really hit until I don't. I don't think I felt significantly buzzed or tipsy or anything until I first stood up the first time to go to the bathroom because at that point I stood up and met, you know two steps later I'm like okay this is drunk <laughs> but yeah I uh I started off with that and then I think I had a total of three beers or did I have yeah I only had three yeah I was gonna say it was around three or four which sure. I'm a lightweight so three beers and two shots is is enough for me to get drunk um, but on the way back, the first thing that happened is we got in the car and we, uh, immediately Chris turned on that song with the original lyrics and I pulled up the lyrics on my phone and started singing along for the first, you know, and then I told him to play it on repeat and he said no. <laughs> oh, nobody else wanted to listen to it. Uh, I was saying it every time. This is for Instagram. I don't post, so they need updates. This is a new podcast. But, uh... That's, that's it? Just, this is the new podcast. Yeah, pretty much. Now, now, the Red Light Challenge is not necessarily going to need alcohol on every time, right? No, it just kind of eases some over. Gotcha. I believe the oven just beeped. I will return shortly. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Yeah, uh, Red Light Challenge is actually going to be pretty cool. Uh, I'm not even... I'm trying to type and talk and check it out on SoundCloud. Everybody's going to be completely... Completely confused, I'm sorry. I want media. Okay. <laughs> so that's done. Uh, basically, or, yeah, we already kind of talked about the social media. Um, I have zero stuff to talk about. I rambled on. I was trying to type and talk, and it didn't work. Yeah, because then you start typing what you're saying, or you start start saying what you're typing. Oh no, I just can't like talk and type at the same time. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I was just like, um. Oh. Gotcha. Well, I I do have one thing I uh could could talk about. There was a sale on Steam for a game that looks interesting, and I went ahead and got a hold of it somehow. And the game was, it's called the Talos Pro or Talos Principle. Now the Talos I think Principle. I might have seen that at some point. But I never clicked on it. It's it's pretty interesting. Uh, it was only like seventy five percent discount, so a huge discount. Mm. And you can get the it was on sale for ten dollars, but you can get the expansion, like all the DLCs and the soundtrack and this and that and all this different stuff for like thirteen dollars and change. So pretty affordable. But uh, with that being the case, um, I got it, and I'm gonna be. Doing that because it's it's a puzzle first person puzzle game like Mist mm -hmm. is the way I was really looking at it at first. I went ahead and played a little bit of it just to get a, a feel for it before I got into actually recording with it, um, and it's it feels almost a little bit more like Portal because you you are given these specific pieces mm -hmm. to solve these specific puzzles with, and I've only played like the first two levels and haven't made it super far into the story. But it's uh, it was pretty interesting. Graphics are real nice and pretty, um, and from the first two levels, what I've learned of the story is really interesting. Um, so I'm pretty excited to keep playing that and actually get into that more. But I want to record for it, and I don't want to go any further. So when do you plan on actually joining us for uh, Minecraft then? I just need to get the graphics graphics card switched out in my CPU, and then I'll be able to play with you guys. And I want to play it. It's just a matter of. The last time I actually played Minecraft, mm. the 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 only technology advancement that had been made at that point was redstone, and I never even figured out how to use oh, redstone. Oh no, dude! You think redstone's bad? Wait until you mess with Ender IO or don't go for Witchery. I'm telling you right now, if you try to go for the Witchery mod, I have spent hours, and I still don't have a thing after. Yeah, it's yeah. just. The Ender I.O. thing is really easy to figure out. Uh, the ME system, I could show you how to hook it up. It's yeah. not that hard, and you could uh, compact your cobblestone stuff. There's an Ender Core that's super easy to set up. Uh, Power-wise, you can either make your own generator or uh, partially tap into mine. Yeah. Just not... I have to watch how much power is drawn from mine because if the energy buffer yeah. blows all the way, even if the shield's at 100, it'll blow up. Because the Draconic... What was it? The Draconic engine? Draconic core. Core. It's core. the reactor core. Yeah. But, uh... That thing is... <laughs> when you blew that up and you came downstairs and dude, told me... no, it blew up, like... 
on the New World. I put it in the Bedrock thing so it's safe. Right. But it blew up like multiple times and I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I don't understand because the last two times it did, the shield wasn't charging. It charged up to 50 and then as soon as I activated it, shield started dropping and the energy buffer rised. Oh. As soon as the shield dropped all the way, it blew up. I was like, okay, I'm missing some step. So I went back and I looked. The video said I did it exactly right. What I figured out is you need to run an extra power thing into a creative cell. So that's always running. It's a vibrant capacitor. It's just a creative mode only. It has infinite power. Okay. And that only powers a shield. Hmm. So that the shield never drops. Gotcha. Now if I go on there, it's at 99.9% on the shield and 99 point something on the energy buffer. Gotcha. But they're still going up. But it's a constant drain from my ME system and other things, but yeah, it works. <laughs> right. It all works, so I'm not I'm not trying to mess with it anymore. I got it working. Uh, it's a lot more efficient than any other generator. Right. Because it is used, I think when I looked earlier, it used 23 out of 10, uh, it was 10,268. And it's been running for like a couple of days. Jeez. So it's doing a lot better. A normal generator, you would have to put like blocks of eulorium because you can put eulorium ingots. I don't but know what any quick. of these words are that you're saying. You know what an ingot is, right? Yeah. Like the iron ingot? Yeah. Okay, you'd have to put like 64 in there and it would burn through most of those. Or you can put a block, which is nine times that. Right. Because it takes nine ingots to make a block. Right. So what's eulorium? It's, uh... It's a new one that came with the big reactors mod, mm. and it it's a good fuel for generators. Gotcha. Or so for it's, uh, it's, reactors, that's it. It's basically like the you know uranium or plutonium, something radioactive like that. Yeah, pretty much. It just doesn't say it's radioactive. Gotcha. And then... Because uh, when you put that Jakana core in, in your uh, main world, where mm-hmm. you guys all have your bases set up, because so, you know, not everyone has heard this story yet... <laughs> Yeah, um, he, he came down. He was laughing as he came down the stairs and told me. And I'm like, no, you you made blow up, didn't you? Because he'd been telling about it. He's like, dude, just come look at this. So I came. We're up above, you know, floating in the air in creative mode, looking down at this massive crater that is just enormous. You know, like it would Any- wipe out the entire base that they have set up. Anybody who doesn't know what the Draconic Reactor Core is, it is the best thing to power your base. But it is also the most temperamental. It and the really reason is. is, it has to have a shield and it has to have an energy buffer. And if either one of them drop clear to zero, it can blow up. But there are certain ways to set it up where it safeguards all of that. I had the reactor shutting down and I was in creative mode and I thought I could go ahead and break it. And it wouldn't do anything. That wasn't the freaking case. Because as soon as I hit it in creative mode, it blew up. So you have to let it shut down all the way. You can't break it, and I think when it runs out of fuel, it just shuts itself off, and then you have to go through and redo it. Like, you have to re-put in the fuel. I hope, if not, then i got to remake another one in there. Yeah. So, whatever, it's... My vibrant, or, yeah, my capacitor banks, even if it blows up, I still have around 8 billion in the the capacitor banks, so it'll run a day or so. Loud. Jesus. (laughs) It'll run, like, a couple days uh, without shutting off, I hope. 
Right, right. But but the crater on the top was massive, and what he had done is he had drilled basically a giant mm-hmm. hole straight to the bottom of the map. Well, Absolute that was, bedrock. That was what the uh, original quarry, the original quarry only mines a certain space, right. and it goes clear down to bedrock. The inner quarry, which I love, whatever block the inner quarry mines, it switches to dirt. So it's okay. all replaced with dirt, so it doesn't leave a giant hole unless you put a world hole upgrade. But it'll lag. So right. that's why with the I started using the inner quarry instead because it actually replaced it. Right. But so anyway, the the uh, draconic core was all the way down bedrock, and that's where he set it up, thinking that might help. Well, the hole on the surface was enormous, and then we went down into the hole and realized it looked like the freaking mines of Moria because for whatever reason there were certain spots that were just these pillars, randomly around in otherwise an abyss. There's nothing else around. Like, what? Well, the actual explosion radius, it depends on how much fuel is left in the reactor when it blows up. Right. I had, uh, I filled it all the way up, and it said that it has a 200 block explosion radius. So it went clear, clear down by bedrock, it blew clear out, and it blew clear up. But the main damage was underground. There was a ton of pillars, and it ended up reaching my base. But it was causing a lot of lag on the map. And a lot of strain on the server because it was all the water going down, all the lava running down that wasn't originally there. So we actually ended up redoing the server. Now everything is actually a lot better. It's fixed. Everything on the new server is stable. Uh, we're actually going to start doing videos on the new one soon. Kind of like a uh, trollcraft type deal. But it, it all kind of depends. We're trying to work through other videos and... Uh, get some of that done along with recording for other projects and everything else and it's just it's been fun I plan on making a new logo and a new intro and stuff I actually want to figure out how you do an intro on here uh, can it do intros on SoundCloud or Audacity you mean? Uh, you can do an intro on SoundCloud but you have to make it and then you just put it in front of this because right. you can take this into something else and add to it or take away, but I don't know, like, how to do that. Well, I haven't messed with a lot of these programs, like SoundCloud. I know you can go on there, click upload, and then wherever this saved to, you just upload it to it. Right. But as far as an intro goes, I have no freaking idea. What, what you're thinking about needing is an actual sound editor rather than a video editor like Premiere. Well, I have, uh, I think I have sound editors. Maybe not. Just Does Microsoft have one or uh, Adobe that is part of your Adobe pack that you got? No, we don't have an Adobe pack with sound. Not like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, Adobe might have one, but we got to... So, I don't know. can check it out. If not, then uh, I could drag it into Premiere. And I could just mess with the sound part and then save it as something. And as save it as a file. sound file, an yeah. MP3, rather than an MP4 or AVI. Yeah. Well, MP4 should still work because uh, as but long for, as the sound's there. I don't even know what this is saving as. Like, But it's SoundCloud, which is sound only, so it probably won't accept an MP4 format because of the video feature in it. Uh, they actually take a lot. Like, I was surprised That's they have said. a good... <laughs> they have a good bit that they actually took. I don't remember where the safe to. Um, 
I really need to set up a certain folder that this saves to because all of my editing stuff saves straight to a certain drive. Right. But all of my Audacity stuff doesn't. So oh, I'm yeah. like, yeah. So you have to that, go and find everything every time. Yeah, you wasn't up here last time. I was looking for it. Mm-mm. Oh, dude, I had such a hard time. I don't know where it went. Or actually, I think I just figured out where it might be. Um, no, it's still recording. I guess until I save it. Yeah. Uh, it automatically saves, but you probably could go on there and choose the destination. Yeah, I, I really want to be able to do it like without closing the project. Transport. Trans. Where do you see transport? Next to file. Play stop. Uh, maybe not. No. I think that would be under preferences. No, ah, nope, nothing. No, I, it, it you can't click it while it's open. Well, so then. Uh, I'll wait until this closes and I'll set up an auto save to save to my editing drive. That way, I know it's all in the same place. But I need to get more space because the videos and stuff, especially like, I want to keep all my finished videos so they're on my external one. Right. It's gonna fill up quick. Yeah. The only other drive I have that's external is a giant one for my Xbox. Yeah, that's three ter- three terabytes. Three terabytes. But Jeez. you have to plug it into the wall too, and it has all my games on it. So if I start saving other stuff, then the games won't work. Right. So I don't know. Maybe I'll just have to get get another. What what is that? Is it an ebook? Uh no, actually. The giant three terabyte one. It is a Seagate drive. Okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, you know it's serious when you have to plug GameStop itself sold in it. to the wall. GameStop sold it. Oh, nice. I, dude, I haven't worked at GameStop since 2014. <laughs> I think that's actually right. They, they, and I, honestly, they made some major changes right before I left. Mm. Um, and right after. Because it was about that same time that they bought out Cricket Wireless. And we were really pushing for that. That's why they started selling the phones or whatever in there. They were selling phones before that, actually. Um, oh. So... Cricket Wireless was the the one that was really actually owned by GameStop. Um, And that's the one we had to start pushing for. Um, And then there was also... That's about the same time they bought Think Geek. So we started getting in more just swag stuff. And Mm -hmm. now when you walk in, it's half of basically a Think Geek store. And the other half is video games. I do have to ask. Do you guys know that your, like, uh, one cheap controllers actually were crap? You guys? What do you mean? I don't work there anymore. No, just GameStop as general. Do they know that they're like knockoff 360 controllers and stuff? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> dude. I mean, I bought, Whenever like, people came in, I would, and they were like trying to get a cheap controller, I'm like, well, you could get this one. Yeah. But it's kind of crap. Or you can get this green one. Stuff. Like, as soon as you got one of the wired controllers from there, it always stopped working within like a couple yeah. of weeks. Which was hilarious because way back when, like with the original Xbox, the black box, yeah. um, they, they were base uh, the the normal controllers were all wired mm-hmm. and i got a wireless one at one point and it just was crap yeah. and then with the new system you know it being primarily wireless the wired controllers the only good use that i've ever seen for them whether they're you know in great working condition or not is to plug into a pc and yeah. have a controller and they worked fine for that as far as i'm i know but even then well, see, that's like for my PC. I have like the normal Xbox controller here, mm-hmm. but from playing online and stuff, my joysticks are screwed up. Right. Someone got me a nice white controller. Oh yeah, so you can make it all brown and yellow and gross. 
Or, no, actually it stays really clean, just, I, I like, the triggers and stuff on this are nice. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I've you, can, the, you the can tell that one's still new. Yeah, oh yeah. I Keep in mind, I worked at GameStop for two and a half years though, so yeah. when I see a white controller, I immediately cringe. No, I keep mine, I don't like the extra crap on it. Oh no, I mean, mm. the, uh, with white though, because it gets so dirty, yeah. and I worked at I, I worked there where people that should not have been allowed to touch clean things were touching clean things and making yeah. them dirty. <laughs> and we had uh, these box cutters that we used that we would use to open boxes, obviously. But we also would take the blade and clean out that crack around the edge. Yeah. We used to pull so much gunk and nasty Between stuff. Between that and the indents on the analog sticks. Yeah, those the, the nubs. Yeah. People would wear those off so much. We actually were not allowed to take them if there was a hole. Like, if part of the rubber on it was missing, we couldn't take it, thankfully. Well, I mean, it's like you wouldn't want to buy a controller like that. It's one thing if the nubs are worn yeah, off. I could see if it's like like the PlayStation ones. If you get a used one, usually it's not like the bump and the texture on it. It's smooth. Yeah. Because it's been worn down. I don't mind that. But if it's actually torn in the hard plastic right. show and you don't like that. Right. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. But, uh, no, funny story. I remember, uh, maybe, well, not a lot of people know. I worked for Regis, which is an inventory company. We were in a store, and I kid you not, there were people changing in an aisle. Changing? Changing. Like clothes. Changing Were you inventorying clothes. during the day or night? During the day. And I don't remember what store it was in, but, uh. They were in the middle of the aisle and they were trying on scrubs. And they were just taking their clothes off down to their bra and panties and putting them on. These were some big ladies. Uh. And, I mean, they were sitting there, like, trying the clothes on and stuff and then trying to put their clothes on over it. Oh, they trying were trying to, to steal it? Yeah. Oh. But they were also trying to see what fit. And employees walked by and one dude was like, you can't be doing that. And they tried to argue with this guy. And he's like, you're stealing. Right? That's I was like crazy. And uh, while we were inventorying, they did have somebody come in to escort them out. And it was great. Like, oh, geez. the whole time they were sitting there screaming, I was like, there's no way you could explain that. Yeah, that's... Just. No. <laughs> yeah. Give me a second, everybody. Uh, yeah, there's some really weird things like... <laughs> Inventory by itself isn't bad. Um, I did a couple of different stores that were actually pretty cool. I did a Honda plant, and I think I had 20 people that was working under me or something like that. And it was just a pen and paper inventory marking the stuff down. It was actually pretty cool. Besides that, though, uh, I did a lot of stuff for that different company. Besides that, I worked for a family junkyard and we just pulled parts and well, pulled parts, gave the parts. We actually ended up playing in the junkyard here and there. Uh, had bonfires and stuff. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't that bad, but I haven't had any actual crap jobs, so... The worst job I've had has just been different moments here and there on the one, on the inventory side, and that's usually just dealing with people. I didn't mind. I never minded the job. The job was easy, and it was 
really quick to get done. The only thing that I really hated was dealing with the people because most of them just, they knew more than you did and it didn't matter. And now granted, when I started, I was, uh, I was 18 when I started RGIS, straight out of high school. Oh, geez. And it's a wonderful first well, job to have. Well, I was there for a couple years and I think by the time I hit supervisor, uh, I was either 19 or 20. Now I'm going into a supervisor over people that are even double my age or a little more. Yeah. And I'm telling them what to do. And they're Isn't just... Isn't a great feeling? All of them hated it, dude. Because RGIS wanted to start getting younger supervisors. All of the older ones were throwing a fit. Every single one of them. They hated it. But the bad thing is, I could go in, do my job, and run a store better than any of them. I was running small, medium, and large inventories within a year of being a supervisor. Nice. And these were ones worth like a couple million dollars. And people just got ticked. But, I mean, I, I didn't have a problem with the act. The job wasn't bad. The people sucked. Right. I hated I, more than half of them. There's only one job I've ever had that I really just did not like the job itself, and that was telemarketing. Yeah, I could see that, because that would suck. But every other job I've ever had, the reason why I didn't like it, or if I didn't like it, the yeah, reason was more the people that I had yeah. to deal with. Well, uh, that's like... Usually other employees, less of customer dealt, dealing with. I was given a core team, and I don't really want to mention this store. But uh, I didn't have any issue with any of the people. I had a decent team that worked with me each time. It was always usually a decent one. The issue I had was I had one manager who decided to scream in my face and tell me I didn't know what I was doing. Okay. And this happened in multiple stores. But she said she'd been doing it for 20-something years, and I didn't know what I was doing because I was a supervisor running the store. What? She was telling me that I gave her the wrong paperwork at the end of the day. Okay. I have a list that tells me exactly which papers I need to give her. The issue is that the paper she thought she got had a different name. It's called an area missing report. So I asked her what that was. And she said that it had the uh, name of the range, which means the section of the store with the tickets. Right. Of where we started and ended. And all of those through the store. What percent was voided if we uh, ended up pulling that ticket for some reason or which ones were combined with what one and stuff. And we had a report exactly like that called a completion report. Okay. I gave her the completion report and she told me I was wrong. Because it had a different name. Because the name did not say area missing report. So I called my manager, which was fine. And I described it to him exactly what she said for the report. And he said that is a completion report. I had went through all of the menus on our portable and looked for an area missing report. There it didn't exist. One. So by the end of it, she was screaming in my face. My manager told me, just pack up and go home. He was like, leave the paperwork that she gets there and go home. He's like, uh, she isn't going to cooperate with you. Just go home. So I did. I was ticked. It was the one uh, literally like down the road from my house. Oh. Yeah. So you just couldn't shop there anymore. Well, I never shopped there to begin with because there was Walmart and everything else. I didn't usually go to that store. Just right. It, I really hated it. It ticked me off beyond belief. And the only reason she did that is because I was younger. 
Right. Every single store where I had an issue is because they were older than me and they wanted to tell me I was wrong when I knew how to do my job. Right. Every time. And I have the biggest issue with that because if I know how to do something, don't tell me I'm doing it wrong just because you're older than me. Because that's retarded. Yeah. It shouldn't It shouldn't matter what age you are, what race you are, what gender you are. If I can do the job right, let me do it. Exactly. And that's, that's how I am with a lot of things. And that's actually why I ended up leaving GameStop is because it got to the point where somebody got a job or got a position, a promotion that they were not, as a person, ready for. And I knew this because I knew this person. And they got this promotion that they didn't deserve just because of one of those prejudices. Well, you want to hear some real crap? I've put in for, uh, okay, basically the way Regis works, you have your four counting ranks. Right. And then uh, during any of those counting ranks, you can become a supervisor. The only person the supervisor answers to is an area manager or district manager. District manager being the top, area manager usually have two or three. I had put in for area manager multiple times. Three. You know why I didn't get it? Why? I was qualified, but what it comes down to is if the other area managers agree. Mm. So I had older people that were applying uh, for the same position. Even though I was qualified for it, I wasn't considered as much. Because I was only, uh, I think at the time I put in, I was actually 20. Because you weren't part of the old farts club, is the what you're yeah. saying. Because I was 20 and I put in for it, they didn't want me to be an area manager. And they said that, uh, like they say you can go to school for uh, business. And that'll help what it looks like. But you don't need to. Because everything for Regis is on the job training. Gotcha. So, so they, you, they have internal school, basically. Well, it... It's not even that. Like you, most of the stuff you learn is just how to fill out a form online, and that's all it is. And then you send it out. So that's all it was. And but they didn't consider. Man, that sounds super easy. Well, it's not that hard. But the main thing is, is like, I don't know. I, I guess the way they looked at it is because there was different normal counters that weren't taking me seriously because I was only twenty. Now, the nice thing is, if I ever went into the office and was talking uh, about somebody not taking me seriously, they would talk to them or fire them. Right. Because nice. whether, you're, whether you're 20 or whether because you're 40. I'm still a supervisor. You're still a supervisor, and if you tell them to do something, they do it. Yeah. At which point, and, and there's the old saying, I'll, I'll censor it, crap rolls downhill, right? Mm-hmm. What they don't say is where it starts. It starts at the top and yeah. rolls down. And so if it's a matter of you're the supervisor and you know you're you're crapping on them because they're below you, you're getting crapped on from above you too. I was never if mean you do something wrong. to a single person because how right. it works. Uh, we have an APH in the store, which means average per hour. It's how many things you counted, and as long as you meet your APH in the store, because there's certain goals you have to meet per store, and if you hit the goal above you or your goal, you can move up and. Uh, yeah, you can move up to the next rank and get more money. Right. Makes sense. Now, as a supervisor, you need to make sure everybody hits their APH, and there's a certain APH for a store called a calc. And okay. what that is, is it's based on past events and stuff. So you have to hit this calc, but it's an average of everybody's APH divided by something else. Okay. Or compared against, like, last year's results or whatever. Well, it's uh, everybody's APH. M- crap. Everybody's APH divided by something, or divided by the calc, tells you how many hours you're missing or hitting. Okay. 
you have to be hitting on your hours to hit the store. So what you have to do is you have to play how fast people can count based on their areas. Everybody only wants to count the easy areas because they can get it done quick or something. So they're obviously get, up. get better scores. But yeah. then you have a bunch of crap skipped. What people hated me for is because I learned how to balance it. I would take their APH and I would have them count crap for, let's say, half the night. Okay. But I guaranteed that their numbers would be up before they left. Because I would have something they could count or something to help their APH before they ended up leaving so they didn't lose their thing. Right. And everybody got ticked at me. They was like, well, you only want me to count crap. Okay, yeah. For around half the night, I did have you count crap. But I made up for it. And and that way, your numbers were better, their numbers were better, and it was actually beneficial well, for everyone. As a supervisor, your numbers don't count in the store. Right, but, but as the supervisor, the store's numbers the are The store's your numbers. numbers, yeah. So I balanced it out and stuff, and I had it all running, and everybody kept sitting there fighting with me, saying that I was picking favorites. I never did. The only thing that I ever did... Was reward the people who were better with doing stuff that their skills well, were good for. Not even that, because... Uh, we have four ranks, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Your two highest ranks are expert and top gun. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure their numbers are up because they count higher against your calc. So if you dump on their numbers all night, that's going to suck. Now, we have four ranks. Auditor, specialist, expert, and top gun. An auditor's numbers don't fully matter. But if they're getting ready to move up to specialist, I'm not going to count. I'm not going to crap on their numbers. But if it's between dumping a Top Gun's numbers and the Auditor's numbers... Dump the Auditor, yeah. Yeah, the Auditor has to. And I don't dump them that far. As long as they're counting at a decent pace, they'll have it. Right. But everybody just... It all came down to they thought I was playing favorites. And uh, for bigger stores, we have things called adder rolls, which means I'm running the store and I can't stay on top of people, so I need to have somebody else do it. Right, so basically you're the supervisor over the supervisors over the people actually doing things. So supervisor and then there's flow leaders. And depending on the store, you have a certain number of flow leaders. Right. Now, I picked flow leaders based on who I knew could do it. Mike was one of them. And everybody jumped to us playing favorites. No. Oh, not exactly. I knew that uh, he was a specialist. And he would still hit his numbers even though he didn't mean even though he didn't need to. But he could do it while staying on top of people making sure they were counting. Right. And he knew exactly where I wanted the flow to go. There's other people in the stores. Yes, they could have been another supervisor uh, before him, but they didn't know what they were doing as much. They didn't know how I ran my store or how I wanted everybody's numbers to fluctuate. And I did that. Because I had a store where I had somebody else as a flow leader. And that whole flow, I ended up moving myself because that flow leader wasn't working right. So what I did is I had them go and do pre-counts so that they were out of my way and I moved the flow around myself. Because the way it was moving, yes, I was hitting, but there was some favoritism in that flow where people were hitting and others weren't. Mm. So by the time I was done, I wasn't just hitting, I was gaining hours. Which, to gain hours, you have to be hitting and you have to be a certain number above. That way when you divide it by the calc, it gives you a higher number. Right. 
because it tells you if it's like negative or positive and if it's positive I think I saved like 50 something hours in the store in a couple places wow but I could do the math and I could play where it was gonna go absolutely and just I don't know but and then I stopped doing counting and I went and did mathing hey man if that's what does whatever floats your boat Anyway, we've been recording for a while. We've done a, a nice little chat and then a, a bitch session about past jobs. <laughs> yeah. You um, want to wrap up here? Yeah, we can. We're at about 45 minutes. So that ain't bad. Yep. So, guys, once again, please remember to uh, to like, subscribe, share, whatever we're doing on here. Um, SoundCloud, now that we're using that, that has a heart feature to favorite it. Uh, follow us on there. Follow us on Facebook. At Dirkus Conradis. And Super Chris Man. As well as, don't forget to check out I Do What I Want Media Group, What Did You Expect, Kittens in Meth, and Mike Saves the Day, uh, both on Facebook and YouTube. And uh, we'll catch up with you guys another time. Thanks.